Welcome to the Mid Millions podcast. My guest today is Tom Hartman. Tom is the host of the Pod Jackie podcast. Also, he is a husband, a father, and he's involved with children living with disabilities. But today, we would be listening to him sharing some of his experience with diabetes. So welcome to the Made Musings podcast, Tom. Thank you for having me. So can you please tell us more about you and your experience with diabetes, really? So it, it kind of started on, I want to say, our honeymoon, my wife and I's honeymoon. Oh, wow. And we ended up going to the Dominican for our honeymoon. And I didn't know that I was diabetic at that time. And what happened was, is I got a blister on my foot or I had a blister before I had left and we went over to the Dominican and I ended up coming home and there was an infection in my foot. They don't really know how the infection came to be, if it was from here or if it was from the Dominican, they want to say it was from the Dominican because what happened was we went into one of the spas and apparently a breeding ground for bacteria in is is in a hot is like in a hot tub. So we came back and my foot had swelled up and I got like a serious, serious infection where I was about 48 hours away from losing my foot. So I was that sounds scary. It was. It was really scary. So I was in the hospital for that and I was put on IV and they ran a bunch of tests and they found out that I was diabetic. And they said that that had turned into a diabetic ulcer on my foot. And that's the way that I actually found out that I was diabetic. Oh, wow. That doesn't even sound nice at all. No. (laughs) Do you not have any symptoms at all prior to that time? No. See, people, when they're diabetic, you know, I always hear people talk about getting the highs and the lows, you know, like, you know, feeling really, really, really tired or feeling like, you know, way too much sugar in your system. I never got that. And I didn't. I didn't take care of my diet at that point. I just ate whatever I wanted to, whenever I wanted to. To me, it was almost a joke. Not that I knew that I was diabetic, but diabetes does run in my family. But I had never tested for diabetes. I never had a positive like test come back to say I was diabetic. So I didn't know at that point. Oh, wow. So how long ago was that now? So that would have been about 10 years ago. And... How has that been? How has that affected your relationship? Have you had to adjust your lifestyle and things? I mean, what what has been going on with it? Relationship-wise, I don't think there has been any kind of a strain on it, although I've put a lot of work on my wife because the diabetes actually led to something else. And two years ago, this February, this upcoming February, it'll be two years now, I went into kidney failure and ended up in intensive care. And I didn't even know what had happened. I had ended up getting sick and my wife went and slept in another room just so she wouldn't get sick that like while I was getting over this flu. And I ended up in the hospital and I woke up from the hospital two days later, not knowing what happened. Apparently an ambulance came and picked me up in the middle of the night. I was apparently groaning in the bed. My wife could hear me in the next room over the dog was barking because I was making noise in bed and ended up that I went through kidney failure and I had two seizures. Wow. 
sounds like you've had a tough time with these. Yes, yes. But yeah. on the bright side is like, I'm still here and I have changed my entire lifestyle. The, the whole entire lifestyle has changed. I'm on zero medication for diabetes now, oh, wow. uh, which is, which is fantastic, which I was on medication before. I didn't, I didn't take it seriously. I didn't take my meds every day. I wasn't watching what I ate, even though I was diabetic. I still liked the sweets, what normal people want to eat all the time. Oh. I wanted to eat it as well. I wanted chocolate. I wanted candy. I wanted chips and cookies and all that. And now all of that has been cut out of my diet. I've lost about 35 pounds in total, which is a little bit too much for my wife's liking. She says I'm too thin now, but it, it, the whole lifestyle change had to happen. And now, like I said, I am not on any medication for diabetes whatsoever. Okay. What medication were you on prior to this time? So I was on metformin. It's called metformin. metformin I was on yeah. a thousand milligrams a day. Yeah. So, which I, I don't know if that's a lot compared to what other people take. Uh, I wasn't on any insulin, but I was on just the pill form. Yeah. And uh, now I'm on nothing. Okay. So with your diabetes, and you're saying you are not on any medication right now. How did you manage to go from being on medication to not being on anything at all now? Well, I have to credit my wife for that because when I ended up with the kidney failure, she was very, very strict with my diet and she changed everything that I was eating. She made sure that I was eating the proper foods. That's pretty much how it was. And then you just get used to that lifestyle. You just get used to it and you continue with it. Okay. So when, when you say you changed the food that you were taking, what have you actually had to do away with now, apart from the sugar and the candies and the sweets? So most, most of the food that I got rid of was the, the sweet stuff. And then the dinner portions are a, a lot smaller and the dinner portions aren't as, I guess, full of fat as, as they normally would be like, instead of the fast food going out and getting a hamburger, we, we do homemade hamburgers. Like if we had spaghetti, then it's like a little bit of a lesser portion of spaghetti, everything in portion, everything in moderation, everything is fine to eat. As long as you're not eating too much of it, I did away with alcohol. So I will have maybe one or two beers a year. If I'm lucky, if I, if I have that much, I mean, I don't drink at all. I don't drink any sugary drinks at all. There's no pop. There's no juice. It's all water. And all the snacks, the snacks have been cut out totally. All right. Okay. So how does your diabetes still affect you now? I, I don't want to say it does at all. I don't put the limitations on me to do anything. I don't have that tired feeling. I don't have that sugar high. I don't have any of that right now. I feel better than I have in the last 10 years. So everything that happened, happened for a reason. It was a wake-up call. It just basically made me open my eyes to see what I was doing wrong in my life, change my lifestyle, and make it for the better. Okay. Yeah, that sounds like, I mean, you caught it right at the nick of time. So because you've now made changes to your lifestyle, you are on top of things. And I hope it stays that way. I was recently diagnosed with diabetes and one of the risk factors for diabetes is like anybody above the age of 25 of Afro-Caribbean descent. 
they tend to have diabetes and I never got checked for diabetes. I, even though my mom was diagnosed with diabetes. Yeah. Or I think recently it was just about three months ago, I was in hospital and they were like, okay, let's just test you for, I mean, do it randomly. And they were like, oh, you've got type two diabetes. And I, it was just scary for me. I was given this machine to monitor my blood and I just couldn't get my head around it. Doing four tests a day on the machine and that was scary for me. So I got rid of the machine and I've changed my lifestyle as well. I do more exercise. I changed my food, cut down on my sugar and everything. And I'm hoping that that works. <laughs> not yeah. that. And, and, and it's true. I, I I had the same thing. I have that machine that you have to test your blood every day. And I got rid of it as well. Not rid of it. I just kind of don't do it anymore. Because exactly. I, I found that with my lifestyle change that my A1C is what they call it here. I don't know if they call it A1C over there. Yeah. But the a- A1C is the three-month test that they do. Oh. My A1C was coming back consistent all the time at around five. Yeah. And that's a good number to be at with your your sugar levels or your A1C levels. And it was just consistent. So I said, you know what? I'm doing something right. There's no need to test every day if my numbers are coming back consistent every day. And it's almost the same thing every day. So I don't need to test if I'm not changing the foods I eat and I'm not changing my exercise. If it's snowing, if it's raining, I have two dogs. You go for a walk. I, I take them for a walk. It doesn't matter if the, the weather's bad. I take them for a walk. It, it, it's just for me to get out and it's an excuse for me to exercise. I bought a treadmill as well so that if it is a really, really bad storm out, then I can use the treadmill in the house. So yeah, you have to keep up with that. The doctor actually said to me, you know, I said to him, you know, I that's it. This scared me. The kidney failure thing had scared me enough that I was changing my lifestyle. And he said, that's all fine. That's all good. But most people will fall back into the trap that they used to live in. And I said, I guarantee you, I guarantee you, I will not fall back into that trap. I said, you know, I was, you know, not, not that I was dying, but I was close to it with the kidney thing. And I said, that scared me enough that I'm not going through that again. I'm not putting my wife through that again. And, you know, I, I I said, "I, I promise you that my lifestyle will not change because now I take this seriously. And that's something everyone has to do. Diabetes is not a joke. It isn't. It's not a joke. It's so scary. Like I said, with that machine thing, I was even more stressed with the machine than without it. That's why I got rid of it. Not really got rid of it. I just stopped using it. Because I was like, every time I did it, the thing, the machine would tell me, oh, use the script. And then I got frustrated and I mean, I was trying every time and the, it wasn't just giving me the accurate <laughs> readings. So yeah. it was getting me stressed all the time. I was anxious. I was like, wow, what's going on with me? But, well, I think the, the hardest part of it, and it's this is for any human being, is knowing the truth. Yeah. So that when you're doing your test and you feel like your sugar is going to be like 20, 30, 40 up in those numbers, mm. you don't want to know that number. And when you do your test and you find that number, the, the hard part is, is knowing the truth. 
And that's why a lot of people get anxious doing it. No, it's no different than doing a regular blood test at the doctor. You panic for the few few days while you're waiting for the test results being, you know, am, am I okay? Is everything going to come back normal? And then you get your test results and then you're like, okay, wow, okay, I'm good. Or the doctor wants to talk to me. So I think just knowing the truth is pretty much what everyone fears. Yeah. So for you, what were the risk factors for you having diabetes? Because, oh yeah, you did say you had a relative that had diabetes. Did you? Yes. My my mom is diabetic. Yeah. And she is on insulin. Well, she was on insulin. She's off insulin. She changed her her lifestyle as well. There, there's been a lot of health issues in my family. And unfortunately, I'm the one that gets the pass down, I guess. Uh, my, <laughs> my two brothers have nothing that has come down from my parents. Only I have gotten it. So I'm not looking forward to the future because uh, <laughs> there are some other health issues in there too. So now I just look forward to the future. Dear. I mean, you've made lifestyle changes and That's right. you, yeah. you seem to be on the right track. Just stay on the track and yeah. don't deviate from that track. I no. don't think you should have any fears for the future. As long as you're conscious of what you're doing and yeah. what you're eating and the nutrition and the exercise and they're also making effort to keep on top of your mental health as well because that's very important when you have diabetes oh definitely yeah definitely i mean it like it was a journey the past two years and the the diabetes and then the kidney failure that same point during these two years my brother attempted suicide and my dad had a heart attack wow so it, it's been a rough two years mental health wise but we got through it and you know you have to stay strong in everything that happens and you'll be able to to keep it going that's just the plan i know it's easier said than done and i know there are people out there that struggle and i know people have anxiety towards having like health issues or mental health issues or whatever it is but there are people out there that you can talk to about it and if you do have that kind of anxiety or you're or afraid or whatever it is there are people that you can reach out to and you can get it off your chest. You can talk to them about it in privacy. You can talk to them anonymously and they can help you through it. And I think that's very important. What you said is to have like a strong mental health to get through anything that you're going through. Yes, definitely. Sorry about your family having to go through all that. Your dad with the stroke and the brother attempting suicide. That's a lot to take on. That's a brother had counseling with a suicide attempt. 2020 was difficult, but each one of us going through our own cycle. But as families, we have to support each other, encourage each other, and offer a listening here. And there are counseling lines open where you can find someone to talk to. The National Suicide Prevention Lifeline, 0800-273-8255. Samaritans are on 116-123 and the emergency number 999 is available anytime. I know there are fire services also offer counseling services sometimes. And in America, I know the Trevor Project focuses on suicide prevention and they also offer training for lesbians, gay, bisexual, transgender, queer, 
and questioning young people under the age of 25. That's the LGBT community under the age of 25. So they, if you're a young person under the age of 25 and you are experiencing suicidal thoughts, please pick up your phone and speak to somebody. Mind also the Organization for Mental Health and the Samaritans also offer counseling services. There is also the Stroke Support Line, which is 0303-3033-100. Again, 0303-3033-100. That's in case anybody needs that. There are other charities that offer support for mental health, like the CALM. CALM stands for Campaign Against Living Miserably, and their number is 0800-585858. They also offer confidential web chat, and there's also MIND. MIND is another, another national charity that supports mental health. Uh, the number for them is 0300-123-3393 because we need them. We all need families to yeah. support each other. That's so right. when your family is around you, you are able to cope with much more. And when they are going through their own stress as well, it's so difficult to get the support that you need. Yeah. 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 And, and the, the good thing is, is that everybody has made a full recovery. Everybody is healthy. Everybody is doing well. So, I mean, I guess there was a silver lining to it that everybody's lifestyle had to change. Everybody's health is way better than it used to be. Not that we were on an unhealthy family, but, you know, the health issues just crept up on everybody. And, you know, getting older, you know, you, you tend to feel things at a certain age, but now, you know, I'm in my forties and I, I feel better than I did in my thirties. And you had this, uh, this same um, thing with this diabetes that in your thirties, did you? Yeah. Yeah. So, well, that's, that's so important because I think statistics here says that if you are in your 40s that's when as a white person in your 40s you have more tendency to have type 2 diabetes yeah or you've had it in your 30s so yeah, <laughs> yeah you did. got rid of it wow that's so interesting and what advice would you have for anybody going through diabetes at this time take care of yourself don't treat it as a joke watch your diet get some exercise in that's basically all I can say. I mean, at the end of the day, I went through a lot of health issues because of it. And there are a lot of people that either die from it or they lose limbs from it. Uh, they were a lot worse off than I was, okay. but you know, they didn't tend to manage it properly or they were on the wrong medications. You need to take care of it. You need to see your doctor regularly. Uh, you need to have your A1Cs done regularly. You need to watch your diet. You need to do your exercise because that is going to help you get through it. It's going to help you feel stronger and feel better. And it's going to help you live a longer life. Oh, thank you. Stay safe, keep well, keep fit, and just keep positive, stay focused. 
take care of your mental health, take care of your nutrition, take care of your emotional health, every aspect of your health, physical health, and well-being is so is so so important for everybody at this time. We have to stay positive. We have to keep doing the exercise, keep walking. If it's to go out for a walk, if you can, go out for a walk. And if not, stay indoors and just run up and down the stairs. <laughs> yeah. That's what I say to people. Run yeah. up and down your stairs if you don't have any gym to go to. By the time you do like 10 times up and down the stairs, you, you've done, done probably more steps than you would have done if you were just sitting there. A new strain would be cold. <laughs> so yeah. don't let it get to you. Just stay positive. Just keep taking care of yourself and keep, take care of your loved ones as well. And just look out for each other and just be kind to each other. That's all I can say. Definitely 100%. That's how I always end off my podcast. Stay safe and be kind to each other. Yep. Thank you so much for having me.